TNT Talk. mistaken but I don't think you've ever complimented me on my mustache mustache nice and I'm not really feeling it good mustache Dad, come it that is not what I want to hear Jadis Hit Simon over the head with a cast iron pot. That's enough! Get out the razors, boys and girls! The saviors, or is it the shavers, take razors to the heads of all the heapsters, shaving them bald. Jadis drops to her knees in despair. Wow. Hmm. That was that was interesting. That was a little bit of a twist on on what we saw in the episode, right? Did, did, did that make anybody uh, wrap your head around that? <laughs> I couldn't wrap anything around that. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was really good. I agree. <laughs> I, I think I think probably what our actors were going for is they just you know I think they like to to um, act a scene out with a little bit less intensity because, you know, there's so much gore and, and darkness in The Walking Dead. So uh, I, that, that must be what their game is. I don't know. So, I, I would yeah. have to agree with you on that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just happy that uh, we're back in rotation um, with the improvisational theater. We always love it when they come back on board. You know, back on board. On that's right. That's right. <laughs> and we welcome all um, we welcome all suggestions on who you all would like to hear next because I'm telling you, we have the ends with a lot of actors, so just let us know. Yeah. yeah yes, I thought it was great. <laughs> good deal. Now, I mean, what do you think? We, we, it sounds like Jadis dropped to her knees in despair. I mean, would, would seeing all her friends get their heads shaved? bald would that I mean would that would that really bother Jadis I mean they did have a lot of folks in that group with some long hair yes yes I think that that would be tough for her yeah maybe a little bit she is a kind of an an artsy person and so maybe she's thinking that okay I have these people just like I want them to be and you're going to come in and change change them yeah 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 yeah, I did. I thought it was a very hair-raising experience. <laughs> we are so, we're just so punny on this podcast. We can't get enough. Well, this is Tracy. Tamisha's here with me for TNT Talk. And yes. you probably Hello. hear another voice this week. And that is our friend and fellow super fan, Cynthia who's joining us tonight. We get into some um, good text messaging with Cynthia on Walking Dead Night. And so we figured why not get her on the podcast to just talk all together um, and and save our thumbs a little, you know, give them a rest. What do you think? Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited about being here because I love The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. You do, yeah. Now, how how, when did, did you start from the beginning, Cynthia? Or did you start later and catch up with this series? I, 
Well, I started um, later because I didn't have <laughs> cable, uh-huh. but I caught up on, but I've been talking to you guys for a while, and I finally yeah. caught up on okay. Netflix. Okay, and cool. then, um, I guess last Christmas I got sleep, so now I can watch in real time, <laughs> nice. which is great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look at that. I had noticed. I knew you had to have made some kind of change because I was like, we're talking about the episode that's actually on TV tonight. So (laughs) I knew uh, (laughs) something had changed. So that's awesome. Yeah. That you can get current with it. So, okay. Well, our typical format is to ask, uh, Tamisha and I would ask each other three questions, um, questions that we don't know about ahead of time, and then we'll just compare answers. Um, Since we have Cynthia on board tonight, we're just probably going to do a couple each, but we'll have three different perspectives. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Cynthia ends up being more Team Tracy <coughs> or Team Tamish. Um, Are we know. doing I, this, really? Are we really doing this, Tracy? <laughs> hey, okay, no problem. We will if, see. <laughs> if I didn't bring it up, Tamish, you would have. So <laughs> I'm just getting it in there first. Tracy, yeah. bring what up? <laughs> Hashtag Tanisha, what? Tanisha, Tanisha? Okay. Hey, I'm going to be here. That's right. Hashtag Tanisha. Go ahead. What was the question, (laughs) Tracy? The question is, I'm always so polite that I give you the option of whether you want to go first or not. So what's your choice this week? Okay. I will uh, yield, and I will either go second or third. Hashtag Team Tanisha. Okay, we're going to hear a lot of that tonight. (laughs) You sure are. (laughs) Okay. My first question, why after Simon um, demolishes all the the heapsters, except for Jadis, why is she there in her nightgown? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. We all got silent on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was I was just I wondered the same thing but I didn't really dwell on that. But I'm thinking <laughs> that maybe she was in her nightgown because everything was just kind of stripped away from her. Uh-huh. Maybe that okay. symbolized that. That makes sense. And I think they always wore those uh kind of long jackets. Yeah. kind of thing, and it yeah. kind of made her look, I guess, vulnerable in that yeah. white nightgown. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, that makes sense to me. That's a good, that's a good mm-hmm. answer. What about um, oh. Team Tamish? What, what's your answer? Oh, very good. I appreciate that hashtag. <laughs> so my thought was, because remember, when we found her, she was kind of sitting up by herself. So I mm-hmm. thought that she had just made a, you know, a pretty big escape trying to okay. get away from all the uh, walkers. And mm-hmm. that was the only thing she could find that was clean. Because as we saw when she got her little applesauce off, applesauce out from the little uh, container, they have mm-hmm. stuff hidden all over the place. So they I do. looked at it as she was trying to get all that blood and stuff off of her from trying to escape because uh-huh. her feet were messed up. And that was what she was able to find and put on. And it was just interesting that it was white because white, uh-huh. you know, symbolizes the cleansing and, you know, starting uh-huh. and all of that. So that's my Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's a good answer, too. I know you do. 
one one inquiry about your answer though. Why for people who live in a dump would she be worried about being clean? Have they ever really been worried about being clean before? The answer to that is no, but she had never she was alone and she started okay. over. And okay. I'm not gonna say too much more after that because that'll run into one of my questions. Oh, okay. Well, we won't we won't push you there. All right. Well, my um, my response to the question is is pretty much in line with both of you. I did see it more as a not so much um, anything that's going to be explained physically in the story. Like Simon said, you know, take we're taking all your clothes and we're just going to leave you with your pajamas. You know, I, I think it was really just a literary, well, it's not re- literary, but a you know, a cinematic device, um, symbolic of her vulnerability, like Cynthia mentioned, and, you know, like you said, being stripped down. I think it was was very much in line with that. And, like, she couldn't, like, she could kind of hide behind that big group and put on that persona, but with them all gone, it just didn't work anymore. And so she couldn't really hide, you know, behind that. She Just what you see is, is what you get. So I think Did it's anybody- kind of... Did anybody think of Lori? Um, you know no. why I'm, I'm bringing that up? Yeah, because yeah, the white dress. Saw the ghost. Saw the ghost yeah. of Lori. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is interesting. Yeah. Mhm. And I love that dress, Ghost Lori's yeah. dress. That's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was just a side thought, ladies. No, no, that's that's good. It's interesting because it's funny that you mentioned that too because a lot of people that we'll talk later in the podcast and feedback we got from folks, um, there was some discussion about um, when Lori died. Um, so it's interesting that that kind of pulls in the story there, too, that, you know, very interesting. But what I find most interesting is that we all pretty much agreed. What do you think of that, Tanish? I don't. Does that, does that make you uncomfortable? Absolutely. So, I sure do. <laughs> so I'm not. Tanisha likes to be different. She likes her answer to be different so that she can say her answer is better. Is, is that yes. fair? And that is very fair to say. You say hashtag truth. Well, let's let's try again then with one of your questions. Okay, is it me talking about yeah. hashtag yeah. Okay, so. My question for you ladies is, why do you think Negan allowed Simon to be so uh, disrespectful to him? Give me, uh, where specifically? Just in this, like, in standing up to him and disagreeing with him? In this this episode, okay, so Uh that that, that stood out to me. So the scene I'm specifically talking about is Uh when he gave, Negan gave Simon a specific order to kill one Mm -hmm. person. To go uh-huh. and tell the scavengers, garbage people, however you refer to them, even though uh-huh. they had betrayed them, this is all I want you to do. And Simon literally talked back to Negan and like went tit for tat with him. And usually okay. that doesn't occur yeah. in any type of conversation with Negan. I don't care how far up the uh, food chain you are in his army. But it was. I was taken aback by that. Okay. So I okay. was just asking, why do you think yeah. Negan allowed Simon to be so okay. disrespectful? I follow your question now. Okay. Well, guess uh, gets the first choice. Do you want to answer first, Cynthia, or me? You um, can pass. Well, I, I guess I was thinking 
he didn't really allow him to to do that. I think um, Simon was just kind of, I guess, like angry about how things were going, and he mm-hmm. wanted to to speak up. But I think Megan put him back in his place right away. And when he told him, you know, what he wanted him to do, then he went to do it. He didn't follow the instructions once he got there. But I felt mm-hmm. like he was, you know how sometimes um, um, a child could be like, you know, get to be a certain age and they mm-hmm. want to kind of, um, I guess, like exert mm-hmm. their independence or something. Yeah. And then you, as parents, sometimes we have to put them back in their place. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Okay. Between yeah. Simon and um, and Megan. Okay. Okay. Wow. I, um, okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think if, as far as the question of why would he allow it, if it is a matter of him allowing it or, or how did it happen, I think it might have to do with the fact that things are kind of falling apart around them. Like, normally he just cuts people off right away if there's any sort of resistance or, you know, they, they disagree. You know, he puts them in their place right away. And I, I think it might just be more a product of we don't know where Gavin is. Um, we have lost a lot of people in these outposts. You know, we did just get sent one of our, you know, one of the Savior's bodies in a box, you know, for Maggie, you know, as a walker. I think, you know, things, you know, we we were previously trapped in the sanctuary here. We found a way out. But, you know, things are not going smoothly. And so it's I'm not necessarily thinking that Negan's not still in control. Well, okay, let me take that back. He's clearly not in control with what Simon did, even though he doesn't know it yet. If he was really in control, Simon wouldn't have gone through with that but as far as not like shutting him down with like kind of talking back to him or arguing with him I suspect that is just more a product of things kind of just falling apart around them and so he's just not on the top of his game with um managing everything so okay Mm -hmm. okay one possibility yes it is (laughs) I think that um Negan allowed Simon to be disrespectful to him because he was setting Simon up. I think he knew Ooh. that Simon was going to be taken. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think okay. that Simon um, uh, already signed his death warrant because uh. he was not stupid. And so I'm going <laughs> to go out on a limb here. And I, mm-hmm. I know that Negan knew in the back of his head, I told you what to do, and I know you didn't do it because he even asked how it went. And he was waiting yeah. to see if Simon was going to tell him the truth. And then uh-huh. Simon just mm. lied. He, he, yep. no, he lied. He lied. So I think he was setting him up because he, okay. just, he just let him, he gave him enough rope. That's all. So that's yep. my perspective. That's very interesting. That Those, are all, Those are all good perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be that would be typical of Negan. So like, cause he kind of yeah. tested. Um, that the doctor or whatever when he burned when he threw him into the furnace, yeah, kind of testing to see how he'd react and what he would say and kind of setting him up. So yeah, I could see him sort of masterminding that. So hmm, very interesting. All right, Cynthia, would you would you like a turn at throwing a question out at us? Um, pass or play? I, well, I guess I kind of had a a, a thought that um. 
I thought it was interesting that Rick and um, Megan both thought about, even though um, Jadis's group kept going back and forth, uh-huh. they both thought that they needed her. Okay. And her group, and that just sounds like something that um, I guess somebody in the military would mm-hmm. uh, would try to do, playing out strategy kind of thing. And okay. so they both were kind of uh, uh, thinking that way. So I thought that was kind of uh, kind of interesting, even though they knew that she wasn't trustworthy. That they still wanted to like claim that alliance. That, that we've yeah. got her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Tracy. it's not really a question, but a little more of a comment. No, no, that's, 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 I mean, that's definitely a good discussion point. What did you want to say to me? You're calling my name. I am. Because, <laughs> Cynthia, did you notice how Tracy used the word claim? Was she throwing back to her earlier? Oh. Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a big deal in the no Walking babies. Dead. That's one of the rules. <laughs> I did that was not purposeful. Wow, I am just so insightful. So insightful. <laughs> but I, okay, so I do think that I I I agree with with Cynthia and that they do both want to. I mean, I do have some questions about why Rick really went there, but I do think right. both teams like she's you know crisscross, double cross, triple cross, you know, so many times. But I think mm-hmm. they both want to be able to say that, you know, she's on their team because it really is coming down to numbers of people now. I mean, there have been a lot of people lost. And so it mm-hmm. does seem to be really critical of who has the, you know, the most numbers. Of course, who has the most ammo, and but then people are a resource. So yes. what, do you, what yes. do you think about it, Tamish? I think that he was hurting. And he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't ready to read Carl's letter, so he was mm-hmm. looking for anything to keep going. He wasn't mm-hmm. ready to go see Maggie, so at this okay. point he was like, "Nope, I need to go see Jadis. I, I, <laughs> I, I we got to figure something else out because we need the number, even though you know she had put him in the sweat box, you know, uh-huh. tried to kill him, all of that good stuff. So I, I think yeah. it was more in this particular instance. I just got to keep going. I, I I can't sit still just now and have to and, stay busy. Yes, and and but right did now. He, did he, yeah, I need to get. Am, am I correct in remembering that? Did he actually express kind of I need to check on Jadis? Like did he, whether it was for real or genuine, did he kind of say he felt like he needed to like check on them, like to make sure they were okay? Did I hear that right? I don't remember that part. Okay. Not, to check, not to check. Not to check. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't remember that either. Okay. Okay. Not to check though. I don't remember check, so we'll have to go back and look at that. Or yeah. if any of our listeners can correct us, we are let us know. We love Hashtag. to be corrected. <laughs> yes, we do. So please tell us. <laughs> okay, I have I have another question for both of you. Mm. It's a simple question. What yes. is Rick doing? What? Where is his head? How did he sit there and tell Carl, "Yes, Carl, we'll we'll try to make it real for you. Yes, you know, I love you. All this," and then he's like, "Nope." What? What's? What's he doing? What's his plan? What, what's? Where's his head? I'll be you, Cynthia. Yes, Rick. Oh, yes. Um, you mean right before? I'm sorry. Um, someone walked in the room on me. <laughs> um, you meant right before he was? Um, he read the letter. 
I'm sorry, I missed your question. No, just, just sort of, I mean, just sort of the day in general. They buried Carl. They felt like they had to leave Alexandria. But he's already, you know, talking about, still he's talking about fighting and, you know, having alliances. And um, and then, of course, definitely the part, you know, with Negan. But um, he just, he seemed, to me, I kind of got the vibe from the get-go once they buried him that he just wasn't truly on board with the peace thing. Um, but yeah. yeah, definitely once he talked to Negan and, and, and made those um, declarations, I mean, just what what's going on in his head that he's going to like say one thing to Carl and then just act differently? How do you explain it, I guess? I guess it seems like he's um, kind of numb, but in shock mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. also angry because mm-hmm. he's lost so much. And he feels like that everything has that has taken place, you know, is because of Negan. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. in Alexandria, everything was peaceful, going okay. And right. then here comes this person that wants to take over everything. And he sees himself as the savior of, okay. of yeah. that kind of thing, which okay. is, you know, delusional on his part. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I but, think um, that is a good thought, Cynthia. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that I mean that raises a good question. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tanish? What what is Rick thinking? What's motivating? I think that I, Carl's death is to answer the second part of that, Carl's death is motivating him and I think that Rick really had not made up his mind even after going to the junkyard. Uh, I'm sorry, even after leaving uh, Alexandria, even headed to the junkyard, even while he was riding in the van with Michonne, peace in his mind. I think he was still uh, wavering between whether it was going to be peace or whether you know they were going to continue the war. It wasn't until mm-hmm. after his conversation, in my opinion, and his buttons got pushed. And it, that's mm-hmm. when he was like, he made the determination. And then that's when I think all of this finally came to a head for him. And he was just like, I'm going to have to do this. I know I said this to my son. And okay. after after I take care of this problem right here, which he mm-hmm. proclaimed that he's the one that's going to kill him, kill Negan, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that is when the decision was made. When him and Negan were on the walkie-talkie, that's when he finally said I am going to go to war. I think he had a choice, and he could have gone either way. Okay, so that was the decision-making point, you think? Okay. And then that's when his head got put back on right. Okay. As far as my answer, I don't really know. That's why I asked y'all. Um, so. And it's okay. Hashtag but, yeah, I mean, because okay. I do. I struggle with it. I was like, oh, you know, it was even though I didn't feel like Carl's dreams and stuff seemed super, I didn't feel like they seemed super realistic or anything, but you know, it, it, it was his dying wish and they, you know, they were agreeing to it. And I thought, just thought maybe he'd give it a little more thought for a little bit longer than he did. But I can, I can see what, what y'all are saying about, you know, how do you, how do you completely put aside everything you've been working for, especially when someone, like you said, is pushing your buttons and just, you know, pushing you in that direction. Because um, at this point, not every, I mean, he's got Michonne with him, but it's not like he has a whole 
the whole group together surrounding him saying, let's talk about, let's do this. Yeah, let's give it a try. You know, he's, he's kind of on his own, you know, with Michonne and making oh, decisions on the fly. Okay, are we are we done with the singing portion of the podcast? <laughs> And you know, I'm sorry. I have to give a disclaimer. I do not know the words. You, so, well, um, you do sing a little bit almost every week, so I, I, you know. Um, but, I, but I have to say that just in case somebody tried to come at TNT, I'm letting you know that was just because I was singing in the snippet. Just a sample. But I do think he, he just, I don't know that he knows what to sing. His head's not, he can't possibly, his head can't possibly be on straight right now. I mean, he's just too emotional and um you know, anger and sadness and all these emotions. He, maybe he just, even though he wants to abide by Carl's wishes, maybe he just can't think it through and just can't think straight right now. And he's just acting on what he feels. And I uh, wonder, is anger really motivating him, Tracy, at this point, or is it really just a broken heart? Yeah, that's a good point too. That's a good question. All right, what's your what's your second question, Tamish? Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't say it correctly. <laughs> okay, so Carl's letter to Anigan, my uh-huh. question, would you have uh, read it or would you have just burned it? Burned it? Mm. I don't know that I would have done either of those. I may have given it to Negan or sent it to Negan. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I would have burned it. I mean, because that seems like really disrespectful to Carl. He had something to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have peeked at it. I don't think I would have burned it. I might have peeked at it, or I might have given it to somebody else to read and say, do you think there's anything I need to know about? <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> test the waters with somebody else. Um, but I would, I, would, I would feel like someone needed to read it, whether I give it to Negan, read it myself, or ask someone else. I definitely would think it needed to be read. Um, and not burned. So, okay. I think I would give it to me. I think I would give it to Negan. You, you know, as Rick, you Cynthia, you're saying you as Rick would have given it to Negan. Oh no, <laughs> I would have given oh. it to someone to give uh give it to him. And I don't know if I would have read it, but I'm just uh-huh. thinking um the way Carl was before he he died, I think he was looking at the, the bigger picture. And yeah. then we saw like when he was, it was his dream when he was trying to see the world could be better mm-hmm. and seeing everybody to, together. So I would think that the letter would, would be something to tell him, you know, you need to stop. And I don't know if Megan would do it, but it seemed like he had a lot of respect for Carl. He yeah, even though no, he found out that he, um, uh, that he died, even though mm-hmm. he tried to kill him, you know, mm-hmm. I hurt him a few times, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he learned to respect him and like well, him. Well, makes me think, too, that uh, you kind of made me think about that Carl, he had a letter for each person. So it's not like Rick wouldn't necessarily have to say, well, is there something I need to know? Is there something that Carl might be telling me that I would need to know about in this this letter? He wrote Rick a letter. You know, he wrote each person one, so whatever he feels like Rick needs to know would be in Rick's letter. But, I mean, yeah. it, it would be hard, but I think I'd, I'd put it in the Pony Express, too, like Cynthia. Okay. All right. That's good. You know, y'all are so nice. 
I knew she was going to say that. Yes, I did. Not, it's not just us. Michonne's on board too. So, um, but 
ladies, you have to remember, while you guys have a good point on that, but remember what Rick said when Michelle was like, wait a minute, and then he was like, well, I saw her. She got out. She went through the tunnel. I didn't kill her. I shot behind her. So his, um, what is Was he telling the truth? He had a little bit of compassion because the Ricks that we had seen previous to that Uh would not have even hesitated at saying, yeah, I shot her. I killed her. I don't care. But even if he wasn't being truthful about it, he was still trying Mm -hmm. to make an excuse for it. So, yeah. Carl. I mean, it was, it was so close. 
Like with the cutting yes. of his off his hand, he was just waiting for Rick to respond correctly. And I don't know that he really wanted to, you know, do that or was going to do that. But he used it to force Rick's hands, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but with the with when at the end of uh, season seven, I mean, he was he was going to do it. And so that's I think that's where he is, you know, a psychopath or whatever. He does yeah. seem to have some emotions, but then he could just turn them off or, or use them push them aside and use them against people. I don't know. It's really hard to to try to put in words, but he did seem to have genuine, you know, sadness about mm-hmm. Carl dying. But then to, to take that and dig into, you know, if you really did care, are you going to take that and dig into your, you know, I guess your enemy? Yeah. I, I mean, is that what makes him a savage or, you know, I don't know. I think he just, I think in the beginning, he didn't know um, Carl until mm-hmm. Carl actually, um, you know, got in that truck and came to where yeah. they were. And I think he got to know him mm-hmm. from that and maybe start to like him. Because it's like anybody that makes strong moves or, um, you know, things that could maybe cost, cost them their life, he seems mm-hmm. to be drawn to those people. So I think in the beginning... He didn't know Carl or know enough about them, but each person that was like that, he tended to, you know, um, be drawn to them, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, then I thought it was his, what he liked about Carl and his plans for Carl was his hate for Rick bigger than what he liked about Carl, and so he was willing to kill him. But then that kind of contradicts his whole concept of, or does it contradict his whole concept of saving people? Like he keeps trying to say, I'm not really this awful guy. You know, we save people. You know, we send one message and we save people. So, yeah, could he? Could his hate for Rick be bigger than what he liked about Carl? Does that go into the whole savior scenario or is that just someone with a lot of anger and hate? To me, she picks this up for us. Yeah, I think, I think Megan is a, a complete psychopath because, you know, mm-hmm. psychopaths, they love on you and in the same sense while they're loving on you, they have you tied up to a chair, you know, chopping your foot off and eating it for barbecue. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm, yeah. you have Megan here that <laughs> when he had Carl at the compound, he made him take off his iPad and was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. And, you know, how that whole scenario where he talked about how the eye looks and how it's really messed up, who, who mm-hmm. does that except someone yeah. that's a little off of their game? So then mm-hmm. Carl dies. Rick calls the call. Uses the walkie and tells Megan that Carl is dead. So for a minute there, we hear a human side of Megan. But is it really a human side of Megan? He asked how it is. It was called killed at Alexandra. Did we do it? I'm about to save you. So he asked that question, and in that tone, it could have been interpreted as, yeah, I got him. I killed him. Or was it one of sympathy? Sounds like from mm-hmm. when Carl was listening to you all, ladies, you all were taking it as him being pathetic and wanting to care about Carl. But in the same breath, Megan switched gears and then played risks. And was like, you're the one that killed mm-hmm. Carl. It's your fault that Carl is dead. So I have to wonder. I mean, maybe the maybe the fact that we can't wrap our heads around it and make sense of it just 
just oh, emphasizes the fact that he's is a psychopath. And I thought it was interesting. He wanted to know exactly how um, Paul mm-hmm. died. Was it us? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? And then that right. way he could um, blame Rick and kind of um, mess with his head. But I think it was maybe, um, I guess, a thing in his head. I think he really wanted to try to pull Carl into his stuff. You know, that's okay. one way to really get your enemy is to mess mm-hmm. with your child or someone that you're close to mm-hmm. and pull them into your stuff. And I'm just wondering if that's, you know, because he said he had plans for call, if that's what he was working toward, if mm-hmm. he could. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> that what well, the good question just, is. is just so complicated. I know. Because then I have to even wonder, did he did he ask, this is awful, but, but did he ask Rick how it happened? Because what what if he had, what would his response have been if it had been his fault? Would he, would he have shown any remorse? Probably not. Would he have taken no. credit for it and then used that to, like, see, well, this is what happens when you don't follow me and my people yeah. are still going to win. And, you know, mm. it's just, it, like, it would be interesting to see what would his response have been if if it were the different reason um but i i just got to put out there that i do not think it was rick's fault that um carl yeah it's the zombie apocalypse when you get bit bitten then you know you're going to turn and it can happen when they're all it could happen to anybody fighting um you know any of these battles you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be it doesn't matter if you're helping someone fighting someone these walkers exist they're out there and they're always a threat and i think if anything it reminds us that they still are a threat, as powerful as people have become and as creative as they have come at keeping them out and keeping them at bay, they are still a threat. So I don't, personally, I don't blame Rick for Carl's death. So I didn't either. Yeah. Tracy, I really don't know who to blame because I'm not sure how this started. I don't know. (laughs) That's true. That's true. We need, yeah. We can really blame. Well, Melissa um, had a lot of good uh, thoughts for us. She did talk a bit. Did you get a chance to read that, Tamish? Not did you get all. Did email from? Okay. Well, she talked at the beginning, which is, is just some food for thought. Think about this uh, when you go to sleep tonight, maybe, when you want to be really depressed. No, I'm just um, when he, She compared when how Rick's reaction when Lori died versus when Carl um, died, that he he seemed to be, she pointed out that he seemed to be so much more emotional, distraught, crying, sobbing on the ground um, when Lori died, and then it was different. It was more of a quiet rage immediately, talking about immediately after 
for death. So that mm-hmm. that's something interesting to think about. Um, she she also liked. Uh, she was intrigued by Jadis beginning to talk in full sentences um, uh, and learning about how my the dump was was created. Um, she let's see. She said she used the opportunity of the zombie apocalypse to create her own world. What an amazing thing! Ezekiel did something similar. I feel bad for mm-hmm. Jaden that her world was destroyed. I'm not sure what the scene with the giant meat grinder was supposed to convey, though. And I had to chuckle when it said convey because you know <laughs> conveyor belt. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yes, right in with us, Melissa. Um, so that's some interesting thoughts on that. I didn't, I didn't even think about how you know she created a world and Ezekiel created a world that that functioned for them. You know that was some piece of their past, like he did the Shakespearean theater or whatever. So that was like a piece of his past, and then he created this world. And art was you know part of her past, and then she used it like a palette or whatever. Um, let's see what else does she have to say. Now, here's what she has to say about Negan and learning of Carl's death. Negan hearing the news of Carl's death was a very powerful, was very powerful. I would vote this my most explosive moment for the episode. I think Negan is truly sad, but I think this will almost serve to make him more certain his method of leadership is the correct one for the situation the world finds itself in. He truly thinks he's saving people. I wonder if he'd have felt differently if he'd learned that one of the grenades was the cause of Carl's death. What do you think? And we, we all kind of said what we thought about that, but she, she was wondering as well. And then she also has some uh, curiosities about the, um, is there a helicopter? You know, the helipad, you know, that was mentioned again. It just keeps little nuggets, you know, throughout season eight. I've got to you guys see the think, helicopter. Do you yeah, think there is a helicopter? It. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it. we saw one, but do, yeah. was that real? So Ooh, I think it was real. I was gonna to have to wait okay. until this kid, this comes out a little more. Okay. I was gonna have to wait. But okay. I but to talk but to say it's your aunt give my opinion about the because they are well I think it was uh trying to convey I'm doing quote uh, air force teaching <laughs> that uh she had started the Jadis had started the community and now she needed to end the community. And this was the way to not only end the community but uh, start afresh because you know, you put them through, grinded it and now you're back to the elements of the earth. So there you go. Okay. Okay. So you don't think it was purely for safety reasons that that was her her way to kill well, them and be safe. To be honest with you, I initially thought well, this is a good thing because unexpectedly I thought she was going to commit suicide, you know, and just let them come and kill her. It wasn't mm-hmm. until they focused on that conveyor belt. So Yeah. I thought the same thing. I did we agreed on that. Too. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought I I even asked my family, I'm like is she calling them all there to just devour her? Yeah. So, yeah, they got me there, too. All of us, I guess. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I said I, I thought the um, the same thing, too, that, that she was inviting them over to, um, to um, you know, kill her. But then when she uh-huh. was grounding them up, I was like, I guess that was sort of like a – uh, a barrier that you don't leave your friends behind, just like when um, different ones oh, yeah. um, that died within the group, how they would go right. and seek them out to kill them because they didn't want them to be, you know, roaming the world. Yeah. As, you know, yeah. as walkers. But then I thought of something gross, too. 
remember in the kingdom how they were feeding the pigs and and oh, sending yeah. them to uh uh-huh. <laughs> to Megan's group. Yeah. I kept thinking, uh-huh. uh, here's some ground beef for you. You know, yeah. I know that's right. <laughs> remember fried green tomatoes? You met y'all watching? Yes. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know what you're doing with that. Yes. It's it's yeah, it's hard. Hard. That's, that's interesting. There are so many ways you can go with that. Like, I mean, by by killing them in the grinder, it, she kept herself safe. You know, she eliminated mm-hmm. the threat of them. But it was it could also it can also be a, a way to um, not let them wander like that forever and like give them some peace, um, mm-hmm. put them to rest or whatever. Um, and it, it could it you could end up you know weaponizing them with the, like like yep. Cynthia was saying so um yeah wow that was that was a that was a tough scene I was and you yeah, know there wasn't that any that was a fair amount of time without any dialogue too you know all the acting was on her face and the you know and the the actors you know as the walkers and just the visual effects of the grinder and all that, that was you know several I think maybe several minutes, wasn't it, that we didn't have any dialogue, just kind of yeah. watching that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. Well, let's going to go next. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. What'd you say? I said I was wondering where is she going to go now? Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely a good question. And I know there's some theories out there, comic book related and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, do you feel like she has, do you feel like she has many choices? Yeah, I mean, Rick's blown her off. You know, he's like, no, I'm not going to help you. I don't think Megan's mm-hmm. going to greet her with open arms. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm do you think, Cynthia? Gonna, yes, go ahead, Cynthia. What do you think? Let's see your theory. You know, I was going to say, I don't um, I don't know if even Megan will accept her without her group. But then he said he's the savior of people, like, so yeah. maybe he would welcome her in because mm. she's, uh, you know, she has, she does have the skills and and um, you know, getting people to follow her and and he does yeah. have like captains, I guess, within his group, so she may fit in, but I don't think yeah. she would go with him because she would probably feel like he orchestrated all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, right. That yeah, yes. Yeah, she wouldn't necessarily know that that was all Simon's idea. What were you going to say to me? She's probably going to try to kill him. Okay. You think so? she yeah, she's she going to act I out? Think, I, I think she's probably going to try to kill him. And then, because um, now she's not going to be talking in half sentences. She's fully expressing how exactly how she feels. <laughs> and, yeah. and, but this is really going to probably play all into his hand because if she gets close enough to him, then he will officially, quote unquote, know that Simon is recruiting for Yeah. Oh, I think I think Megan's gonna figure that out somehow. I don't know quite how. Because I think like he's tell him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you think he set him up? So. Um, yeah. No, it'll be real interesting. I'm, I mean, to see what happens with her. If anything, I mean, she could just really just disappear. I mean, are they gonna keep her character? around there's you know there's obviously different things they could do but uh mm-hmm. she's so unique you know like she said mm-hmm. she made this world like what's was saying she made this world work for her you know she 
and she created this new world and, and used the dump that way. I don't think she's very um, – I, I don't see her just falling in line with another group, you know. Yeah. She's kind of probably either forge her own path or um, or we just don't know. I don't know. Man, oh, man. I know. <laughs> so should we oh. share our, our most explosive moment? Yeah. And then we'll get on to yeah. our ratings before we wrap up? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'll say we yield to our guests this evening what her rating is. <laughs> well, what's your explosive moment for I guess in this episode that I didn't expect Simon to do what he did, to just okay. come on the them like that, I thought, oh, that is awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that was the, um, well, that's one of them. I guess... Um, I guess when they had to bury um, Barry Call, and mm-hmm. then the stone kind of looked around, and then mm-hmm. she realized that um, I guess that I guess that fixture or where he always sat. Oh, the gazebo. Even though it was dangerous, yeah, the gazebo. I can mm-hmm. think of that. Uh, where he always sat, and I'm thinking it's dangerous to do because when she started running um, mm-hmm. with that um, extinguisher, I kept thinking it really doesn't make any sense. But then that's a mother's heart. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. she saw Paul as her child. Yeah, and um, and so because you know just the way she looked around, it looked like she was like you know I can't believe we're gonna have to leave him. And then yeah. it was the finality of it. because yeah, because he sat there, and even yeah. though it didn't make any sense, you know, even mm-hmm. we had to say, you know, Michelle, we have to go. I guess that yeah. was like a, uh, I guess an explosive a hard scene, even though it wasn't sure. anything like major, but it was still it kind of pulled at your heartstrings. Yeah, it was very powerful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think to me, what I like the best about Cynthia's answer is that. She makes her own rules. She gave two. She didn't just I give know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm super yeah. impressed. I'm super yeah. impressed. So. All right, I'll go next. Um, for me, probably, I had to kind of think about it, like why is this getting to me so much? But really the, the meat grinder, like it was, it was gross and gory. Mm-hmm. But then I think it was because it was such a mix of emotion too because – you know, we did, we knew Tamiel and Brian and we didn't know everybody's names, but those were her people. We had, we had yeah. gotten to know them some and just feeling her loss of it. And, mm-hmm. and just, it was like you were saying, something so unnecessary. Why did Simon, you know, do that? And mm-hmm. just, so it wasn't so much the, the pain of seeing something so horrible and gory. It was just really the pain of seeing them reduced to, you know, mush. I mean, I, it's just, yeah. I, yeah, cause, but I did, I kind of flipped back and forth. I was like, why is this troubling so much? You know, we've seen gross stuff before. Is this pushing the limits? Is this too disgusting? But then I kind of found myself thinking that it really was just um, the sadness of it that was getting to mm-hmm. me more. But yeah, that, that's what that scene conveyed to me. To you? Oh, okay. Conveyed, get it? We did it again. Yeah. I did it again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got it. It's a million <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't. It's just so upsetting. I have to make a joke, you know. <laughs> All right, Tamish, what you got? Mine was uh, the fact that Rick Red uh, let me know that Carl had written a letter. I, I, okay. Literally, I was in shock about that. I was like, you got to see So. Did you think that? Did you think he was calling him? Did you even think that's who he was calling on the walkie, or were you just I more did. surprised that? Okay, you did. Okay. I did think that that's who he was calling him, but I was just surprised that he let me get my spokesperson with that. You really let me know that Carl wrote him a letter? Really? Is that how we're doing this? I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. That's that's a fair one for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got five, up to five sticks of dynamite each that we can give to this episode, five being the the best. What's it going to be for you, Tamish? 4.62578. You, you think that's enough decimals? <laughs> Don't try me. I'll go back and find another one. <laughs> I mean, I think... I think you've gone longer before, but I, I, I'll respect that. <laughs> that is it. So I okay. Really enjoyed That's... This episode. I really did. So. Okay. All right. How about well, you, Cynthia? I, I gave it five sticks of dynamite because Woo-hoo! it really pulled at my heartstrings, and okay. then it was things in there that I just did not expect. Yeah, and right. um, it was kind of all over the place, but it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. I okay. I gave it um a four point five, um, <laughs> and, and I agree that it was a great episode. I mean, and the reason to me that's a, a great rating, and just look at all of the discussion that it generated. All yes. the questions we went through, and you know, we kept thinking of other questions and other theories, and you know, it just it really it was it, it got us to thinking, and um, it there were surprises, and you know, we can't make sense of it all. It's just like it, you know, really, really grabbed our attention or in mind it for was, sure. It was really explosive, yeah, it was yeah. explosive yeah. for sure, <laughs> it was indeed, it was indeed. And, I mean, that Pollyanna McIntosh, man, she was, you know, I know everybody's saying how awesome she was in it, but I I just totally agree. I mean, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. She just really, really did some great work. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a very nice, she's a very nice woman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, most definitely. (laughs) So I hope she sticks around. I don't know in what capacity, but I, I hope she doesn't just, drift away unknown I, I hope we get more from her i'd like yeah. to see that and it was yeah. super exciting to hear her talking in full sentences you know isn't that weird how how good that felt think about all these special effects and costuming and lighting and all the things to make an episode like be cool and that was just like the coolest yeah. thing ever. Listening to her talk in full sentences. I was like, oh, oh my you know. That was You're right, though. Really, it was. It was just. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. 
So, yeah. All right. Cynthia. Yeah. I wanted to tell you that on behalf of TNT, we are so, TNT Talk, we are so excited that you joined us today. And I oh, yeah. Tracy feels the same Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That we agree on. See? We agree on that. And we definitely mm-hmm. hope and want you to come back again. Yes. You have a lot of great commentary. And, and Cynthia is just, I mean, this is part of Cynthia's personality, too. Cynthia is our friend. But Cynthia is just a very thoughtful person. And she is a caring person. But, you, but I mean, literally, you're a thoughtful person. You really, you know, think about things. So, well, well, thank you for uh, saying that. And thank you for in, inviting me into your world. And uh, I think you guys do a, a, a great job. I love listening to your um, uh, podcast, and it also makes me think about things in a different way, a different take on, you know, sometimes what I'm looking at. So I mm-hmm. appreciate you all inviting me. I'm not the best talker on radio, but I appreciate being here, and I really enjoyed it. You sound very good to me, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> all right, well, I guess so. That about wraps it up for tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week. See what happens next with all these crazy characters. Yay. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Welcome. Peace out.